0: Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I'm in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium where Atlanta United miraculously carved out a 1-1 draw with NYC FC here on a muggy Saturday afternoon on a poor pitch. I'm joined, as always, by Jason Longshore of 92.9 FM and SoccerDownHere.com, who called the game on radio. Jason, how are you doing?
1: Uh, catching my breath. That was a little acting.
0: Yeah, I asked Michael Parkhurst if it was as stressful, if it was more stressful than it looked, and he said, yeah, definitely. Um, Atlanta United took a 1-0 lead on a goal by Joseph Martinez in the 48th minute, his league leading 13th goal.
1: Beautiful assist from Julian Grassel, too. Yeah,
0: he is a master of that curving assist coming in from the right wing. Um, it, it's a beautiful thing to see, and, and Martinez was able to get between the two defenders and and hit a, a little header over Sean Johnson and in. Uh, and then things began to cave in on it, out his defense. Um, Brad Guzan, in a man-of-the-match performance, faced a total of 25 shots in the game. He saved 10 of them, a new club record, breaking the mark set by Alec Can, uh against Toronto. I think that was at Toronto. Did
1: he get to 10? Yeah, he got the 10. I thought he
0: had 9. Uh, I think the final score sheet I saw said 10, unless they readjusted it. Uh, yeah, because it was weird. It was 9 shots on goal, but 10 saves. I'm not quite sure how that works out. <laughs> uh, and then there were three, at least 3 shots that hit the post uh, yeah. for Brad and the game. Um, he, he, like Parkhurst said it was a good point. But both agree that there's a whole lot that they could do a lot better particularly when they're about to face Columbus on Wednesday in yet another tough Eastern Conference matchup.
1: Yeah, it's tough when you're dealing with a team like New York who, you know, we we know about all the talk about Patrick Vieira and you're seeing it from some of the comments from New York players afterwards. I think they did have a little bit of an extra will to get something out of this for their manager today with Patrick Vieira likely heading to Nice and Ligon. Um That's
0: France. (laughs) A lot of people don't know that that's France.
1: Yes. And uh, David Villa talked about how I think he was actually quoted on the field. Bobby Warshaw had this on Twitter as saying, thank you for everything. So it's a matter of time when it gets announced. Um, There has been some talk that Vieira might hang around for a little while until the successor is named or worked out or however that ends up going down. But this was a, a big fight back for NYC. What is difficult for Atlanta in this match that might not be the case in other venues is being pressed on this field, it's really hard to open the other team up. And there's no width. So Atlanta United struggled to play vertically because New York City center backs were winning all of the challenges with Joseph Martinez and Romario Williams up top in the second half.
0: Yeah, I asked Parkhurst about this specifically, why they couldn't break through Part of it is they didn't have Almaron, Miguel Almiron, right. in the second half. He sustained a shoulder injury in the first half, played in the second minute of the first half, played through it, was subbed out at halftime for Mario Williams. Uh, I've provided an update on that. I, I uh, just sent it out on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. So they didn't have him as an outlet, uh, and everyone knows what he can do from box to box with just his dribbling alone. Um, but also... Jeff and Darlington and, and uh, Kevin Kratz, whoever was brought in right They couldn't break out because NYCFC just kept bringing on more and more offensive subs. Yeah. they kept sending runners in and Brad didn't seem particularly happy with some of the decisions made by some of the guys in front of him. He thought he, or he didn't think he didn't intimate he said that uh, Via and Maxi Morales were given way too much time on the ball. And Agreed. they were able to find spaces between the defense. Center backs are being pulled out. Yep. They're able to get into those spaces. So they've got to do a better job pressuring who has the ball. This isn't the first time he said this. He said this before. I can't remember what game it was. Uh, it may have been Minnesota. I don't think it was Minnesota. It may have been Chicago. Um, so that's definitely something they need to work on.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit of awareness, awareness, awareness on the ball. I found some pretty big acres of space in the midfield that is just unacceptable. And then David Villa was able to really influence the game with his movement off the ball in the second half as it went on, and he ended up getting the assist on the the header uh, off the corner.
0: Yeah, I I still haven't got to watch a replay of that. Who did he – Beat across the face to, to get that head. Beat
1: Parkhurst, up. who collided, I think, with Williams. Okay. Parkhurst and a teammate collided. I'm pretty sure it was Williams, and that gave Via just a little bit of space to dive in and get the glancing header to the back post.
0: And who got beaten to the back post?
1: That I'm not sure. I'd have yeah. to go back and see it.
0: Yeah, and I, I need to watch this game again because I want to see what was going on with Nagby and Larenowitz in the center of the pitch to find out why the the guys were the NYCFC was getting so much space on the ball.
1: Yeah, it's tough because I think Atlanta struggled to find space because NYC closed them down so quickly, but at times Atlanta wasn't doing the same to New York City. And it was kind of like they were stuck in between where they didn't want to park the bus necessarily and just sit back and try to hold the 1-0 lead, but they didn't really have anything to generate an attack either. So maybe they should have parked the bus and just been completely defensive and put another defender in there. Kevin Kratz was kind of stuck between two minds of is he playing as a 6 or an 8 or is he trying to be a 10, and he's not the same player that Al Marone or Barco is in that role.
0: No, and, and uh, I think it was Parkhurst that said the defenders have to do a better job of getting their head up and making smart passes. Mm-hmm. They were just lumping the ball down the field in some instances – And it it was just Joseph and Romario were the only two guys down there because everyone else was either pinned back because of runners or just because of the pressure. Um, Very
1: disconnected.
0: Yeah, Martino said this is probably the first time they haven't deserved the point. Um, But they'll take it. It moves them to 30 points on the season. They still lead the Supporter Shield. NYCFC moves up to 28 points on the game. The other... The other big game that could impact all of this is uh, in New York Red Bulls, who could be losing their manager uh, to Germany, to Leipzig in Germany, against Columbus. Uh, So Wednesday could be another first, second-place showdown, depending upon what Columbus does today.
1: Yeah, and Columbus, Will Trapp and Zach Steffen started for the U.S. national team today in France. They'll be back on Wednesday in Columbus, but what are they going to have in the tank? We don't know yet.
0: Yeah, we'll say I assume they'll come back tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but still that's a tough, tough
1: ask. Especially Trapp playing in the holding midfield. As a goalkeeper, you might be able to dial it back up for Wednesday as a as a number six who all of the team's possession is going to go through you. That's a that's a big ask for Will Trapp.
0: So all in all, this is kind of a tough game, I think, to get a lot of positives from. I it's mean the positive teams, is the point. Yeah. The, the positive is they were able to grind out that point The negative is They didn't play well at all The negative is the defense really Got lucky a lot of the time uh, With the shots Coming off the post for example And David Villa one of the most clinical finishers In soccer history Twice just hitting Guzan point blank On breakaways Of course Brad made some of that happen
1: Yeah, it's, just,
0: it's a weird kind of a game to try To read a whole lot from
1: yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, the beginning, I felt like Atlanta struggled with the spacing. They, they were had defenders closing them down really quickly. Nagby a couple times caught in possession, which is uncharacteristic of him. As the first half went on, I thought Atlanta was able to slow the play down a bit and control possession for maybe 15, 20 minutes as the second half went on and were able to get numbers forward. There was a great chance Julian Gressel had in the first half that was created through possession to get the team further up the field. Gonzalez-Perez hits a long diagonal to Gressel. Johnson has to make a save. That was good. The second half, you get the goal. That was really all you were going to find in this. And I don't know if there was really a better way to try to grind it out, to be honest. You look at the bench. I mean, you could have went to Miles Robinson to bring on another center back. Would that have helped you deal with it? Wouldn't it help you play out of the back any better? Would it have helped you deal with the crosses? Maybe. But who would you have sacrificed at that point other than Joseph and then just completely go into a shell?
0: Yeah. It, That's not it, it's not Atlanta's way. I, I do know this. Atlanta United badly needs to get that number one seed so it does not have to come here in the Eastern Conference playoffs at any stage.
1: Well, if it's Atlanta and NYC 1-2, then yeah, then they'll be here if uh, you get to an Eastern Conference Final. That's true. You'd like to have...
0: That's true. I for, I keep forgetting about this. the home at home.
1: Yeah, you'd like to have the opportunity to have that second game at home, though, if it does go to extra time. And these two teams have been as even as it can be. Uh, I guess if you're looking for a slight sliver for NYC, they have the away goals right now. Uh, but th- 2-3-1 results last year, a 2-2 in Atlanta, a 1-1 here, Two evenly matched teams that, you know, it's its a good battle every time. The questions now for NYC are, how do they respond to a new manager? Because that's something they're going to have to deal with here very soon.
0: Yeah, I'm going to be curious who it is.
1: Yeah, is it somebody from the staff to see out the year? I don't think there's an obvious answer on their current staff. Or do they do what they did with Vieira and bring on somebody from Manchester who is growing into the role? The name that makes a lot of sense there is Arteta.
0: Yep, that's who I was just thinking about he's, of course, played in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he kind of knows the market, I guess, a little bit. I don't know how much of a benefit that is.
1: He has experience with Pep Guardiola on his staff uh, He was recently.
0: allegedly a finalist for the Arsenal job. Um, that just seems like such a big job for someone who's never been a head coach, though.
1: That's what hurt Vieira eventually um, in that, too. That's why he wasn't really considered, because he hasn't had that European club experience that I think they were looking for. For Arteta, he doesn't even have first-team experience. Right. That would have been a huge ask. This would be a good opportunity for him if that's the direction CFG decides to go in.
0: So we have a 1-1 draw here at Yankee Stadium. I thought it was interesting that... Parkhurst and Martino were talking about the conditions today, how hot it was, and it just—I don't know—it didn't. Sh- I'm not down there, but they played in worse. Uh, they did both remark on, or Parkhurst in particular, on how dry the pitch was. You could see the players slipping and yeah, sliding. Lots of slipping. The grass on the infield of this just excuse of a soccer field. Uh, guys were slipping all over the place. It just uh, this team. The quality of this team deserves better, in my opinion. Hundred percent. The talent that they have deserves better than this. I know the ownership group is working on it. I know that there's only a you know finite amount of land that you can put stuff on in the city, or, or even in the suburbs of the city. But you know, the league, the team, the players, the fans deserve better than this. Just sorry excuse of a of a soccer field.
1: It'd be better soccer, and uh, I think NYC is as a club and as a team right now is currently constructed can play great soccer. They yeah. just can't really do it here at home.
0: Yeah. It's a shame. All right, Jason, what do you have coming up?
1: Uh, soccer down here, 9am on Monday, overreaction Monday. We'll probably have a few of those overreactions. Uh, 9am to 11 at blog soccerdownhere soccer down here. And then I'll see you in Columbus.
0: I would be remiss if I didn't point this out Because a lot of y'all seemed to get a kick out of this last year When Martino made me sit In a particular <laughs> seat post-game Uh-oh. I wasn't at yesterday's Press conference Because Atlanta United typically has Martino Speak two days before a game So when I booked my flight For uh, Friday To come up to New York I assumed at the time that Martino was going to speak on Thursday Forget all about the U.S. Open Cup Uh, being on Wednesday so I wasn't there yesterday we had our intern Max who wrote three stories out of the press conference he did a fantastic job but when Tata comes out of the press conference or comes into the press conference today the little area that we're standing in he's pointing at me going that I have to be at the pre-game press conferences (laughs) I guess implying that part of this was on me because I asked him, did I affect the mojo of the game? And he said yes. So if you want to blame me for the 1-1 draw and not a 1-0 win, I guess you can. I just thought it was kind of funny. Um, and just another little glimpse into how, you know, the, I guess the funny side of Martino. But anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, Follow me on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. I would very much appreciate you telling your friends and colleagues about the podcast, Southern Fried Soccer, on iTunes. Again, it's a 1-1 draw here at Yankee Stadium. Goal by Joseph Martinez uh, for Atlanta United, increasing his league-leading total to 13. The Five Stripes have 30 points. They continue to lead the Supporters' Shield standings and will do so, I don't think they can be passed this weekend
1: No. by anyone. Uh, maybe. Portland, Kansas City, can they get passed in the supporters Shield? I know they can't get past at the top of the Eastern Conference.
0: Right, yeah, you might be right. If one, if K uh, C wins, I think they go to thirty-one points. Yeah. Um, so they could be passed for most points in Major League Soccer. They return to action on Wednesday at Columbus. I will be at Martino's Monday press conference. Yes. I will be at Columbus at MAP F R E Stadium because I can't pronounce it, I get it wrong all the time. But maybe Greg Beerhalter's last game for Columbus. He could be named U.S. men's national team manager.
1: No, I don't think that one's going to happen. I, I, think he, I think he might get it, but not till later.
0: I think it would be a good choice. Oh, I, I agree with that. I really I, respect what he does as a manager and tactician.
1: 100%. He could take over the national team after the MLS season, though, and everything would be okay.
0: I have concerns about ties to the current U.S. player pool. I would like to see a fresh eye come in but Beerhalter is a guy I have a lot of respect for because he has been able to get the most out of the least
1: Yeah, I uh, agree with many, that. many times. Peter Vermes is in that category too, but I think Beerhalter has really done a, a great job and maybe his best job this year.
0: All right. We will talk to you all later. Hope you enjoy your Saturday. And uh, continue to follow us on Twitter and follow the coverage of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution of Atlanta United.
1: The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.
0: I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
1: And I'm Ned Ravone, lifestyle columnist. Atlanta has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody.
0: It means everything to me.
1: We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologeticallyATL. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.